Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and we'll be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. On this episode, we're talking about how to evaluate team performance. Now, when it comes to team performance and actually evaluating it, let me take you on a little bit of a journey. So if I just cast my mind back to many client visits, um, visiting on-site locations with managers, frontline employees, even directors, and what I'll ask is, for example, what's the highest revenue month that you've ever had? Or what was the revenue that was actually achieved for last year? Um, What percentage conversion do you have on that particular product? So I may ask some of these questions. There's a lot of other questions that you can ask regarding performance. Um, And what often I'll be answered or uh, what will be in front of me is, first of all, a completely blank face. So that will happen. There'll be a blank face in front of me, soon followed with, oh, you know, so-and-so-and-so will know what that is. Uh, Let's just give them a call and they can bring the numbers for us. That often happens. Uh, Or oh, we don't really talk about that here. Or, you know, I've never been told. I'm not sure. (laughs) These are realities that we face when working as a people operations and performance consultant. And those that are listening to this podcast are probably thinking, oh, yeah, actually, what do I do to track that? Or do I know enough about it? And what is actually being uh, sort of presented to us in the data? Because that's the thing. Um, This could be communications, like I said, with executive leaders. It could be with middle managers. It could be with frontline employees. Often it's because either the data isn't available or the data is available, but it hasn't been articulated. And there is no narrative around the numbers for the people to actually attach meaning to, to it. Or they're not having the feedback on how their performance correlates with the rest of the team or with the company, or with the wider goals, or or how that actually matters. Where is the benchmark for performance? And what are we articulating and communicating when it comes to our teams? So first of all, the reason why I'm sort of setting the scene with that is that to answer the question how to evaluate team performance, someone has to be looking at the data, the analysis, um, what software you have. And it's okay if you're at this point where you're listening to this and you've scaled your business and you're thinking 
oh my gosh, you're right. I don't know these things. I don't know the answer to that stuff. Actually, we need to be a lot better at it. It's okay. Many businesses start with a whiteboard, an Excel spreadsheet. Um, they they might just have a bank account. <laughs> that That is all that they have to start with. And that's okay. Many businesses start there. Mine started there. The challenge is that when you add one person to the team, more metrics. When you add new products and services, more metrics. When you add segmentation, because there's going to be different um, channels that your business may be coming from, then all of a sudden the data starts to build and we start getting incredible information regarding the business that we might not be recording. Now, let me throw these statistics out to you. Okay, so Fathom, and I do mention it in the book, Emotioneering Business Results as well. And one of the stats that's in there under analysis and, and tools and data is it can cost a business 20 to 35% of their operating revenue when they have poor data. Wow, 20 to 35%. If we just think about that in terms of £100,000 of revenue, that's 20000 to £35,000 that could be increasing in terms of the revenue that you get so it is important it absolutely is important but the reason I'm talking about the business is because in order to evaluate team performance you have to know what the business performance is first and then you kind of cascade down from that because if you're not sure what you're aiming for or what the business as a whole is doing then how can you start to know when you start to piece it together because also you're looking for factual evidence and information because if you start to look at the team performance first and for example take a sales team and you say right let's look at all the revenue that they're bringing in on an annual basis a monthly basis weekly basis whatever it is if that comes to let's imagine it comes to five hundred thousand pounds but when you look at the business revenue that was generated there's either less or more than that then you know actually something's gone wrong here. We have to look at the maths behind this and, and figure this out. So, so that's one thing. So always start with what is the business data? What is the overall revenue that we're turning over? What is our um, profitability? What are we, you know, knowing all of these individual metrics, um, what our conversion is, what our segmentation is, what products sell more, where do we get them from? What is the seasonality? Uh, then it can really start to paint a picture of the business for you on how to then evaluate team performance. So that's the first thing. If you can do that for the last 24 months from now, so if you haven't already done it or you haven't got someone doing it for you, uh, then start today. Start to look at that over the last 24 months. And the reason that I say 24 months is because then you're going to start to see some seasonality. You're going to start to see month on month and year on year. So if you only look at the last 24 months, then you will start to be able to paint a picture of why it is important to evaluate performance, but also um, start to predict or create a strategy for where the business could go, um, which is why I would hope you would want to evaluate team performance to begin with. So why is it then important to evaluate team performance? Well, for a business, ultimately, it's going to give you predictability. It's going to help you increase revenue. And also, your people are going to be happier knowing where they are in the grand scheme of things. Whilst it can sometimes feel like a little bit of um, 
an uncomfortable situation to receive feedback or to know where we're at in terms of performance, it is vital to our overall development and where we go forward. If we do not know where we're at, how can we plan to get better at something? So we have to face a cold, hard reality of where we currently are at, break down those perception gaps um, to know exactly what is happening. And that's the thing. Potential. Absolutely. Potential is not about just feeling it's okay. Ah, I think my business is going okay. It's about knowing it is absolutely brilliant. We are hitting this, this and this. We know this. We've got this much more to go. And this is what we're aiming to drive our team performance towards we believe we can get another 20 30 percent uh actually we can see that 25 percent of the people that are in our team are achieving 50 percent more than the average people that we have in the team oh suddenly this starts to now change direction uh competitive edge you know if you're um you know competing for market space it absolutely makes a difference and also uh, a high performance team just feels incredible in comparison to one that, well, maybe some of them perform, some of them don't. Why is that? Um, and yeah, as as a people operations and performance consultant, of course, we, we look at this stuff day in, day out. We look at this all of the time, how to look at the data and the behavior. So this that's the first thing we said, look at the data for the business, look at the data um, in terms of revenue, find out what it was for the last 24 months. Then we, we've got to understand is what are the key performance indicators, the KPIs that you want to have within the business and what matters? Um, of course, I've mentioned a few revenue. Let's be honest, that the one thing that keeps your business going is going to be revenue and people. Uh, then you want to be looking at your conversion, right? If you've got a number of leads, how many of those are being converted? Where are they coming from? What are we doing? What are our metrics? Um, what is the average customer value? Um, what is the lifetime value of a customer? How much does it cost you to acquire a customer? So your key performance indicators for people, often they're very focused on the data and they're not focused maybe on the behavioral aspects of what a person is doing. Now, it is possible to look at the data and the numbers um, that come through your key performance indicators, as well as some other indicators of performance. Um, you can look at whether there's consistency in team performance and whether a person hits goals month on month. That is, if you've set the goals. Right. So but when it comes to evaluating team performance, you've got the behaviors and the competencies uh, competencies, for example, time management and organization, um, emotional intelligence, ownership of results, um, accuracy. So if you've got competencies that are set within your business, you're going to be able to give them some feedback and rank them on a scale of one to five, five being absolutely exceptional and above where they need to be, one really being actually this isn't where it needs to be. Uh, we've really got to do some work on it. Um, and three kind of being middle of the field there. So you can you can look at team evaluation based on competencies. Absolutely, because we know that behavior drives the result, right? You've got, when it when it comes to engagement, you can actually put your team of people into four different brackets. Now, that could be highly engaged, moderately engaged, barely engaged, and 
actively disengage. Now, if you think about your highly engaged members of your team, they're going to be the people that absolutely go out of their way. They feel really connected. Uh, they hit targets. Um, they do things for the good of the business, for the good of the team, for themselves. And they really go above and beyond. Uh, they respond in feedback. They give feedback. They provide solutions. So these are your highly engaged members of the team. Now, often when we correlate that with a league table, for example, of results, you will see that the most engaged members of the team are often at the top. Um, then what you've got is moderately uh, engaged team members. They, they are on the bus. They're on the bus, but then there's something holding them back. They're not quite there. Um, and we've maybe got some influence and to help them with their belief of what they're doing, their understanding of where they're at in terms of performance in order for them to move forward. Then you've got barely engaged people. You know, they really just apathetic, just, ah, well, maybe I'll fill it in. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll turn up to a meeting. Maybe I won't. And then you've got your actively disengaged people. Now, this means that they are passionate about telling everybody about everything that's wrong with the place, how they were let down. Um, they, you know, vocally say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not interested in this. I don't want to be here. You know, they're, they're actively disengaged, but they're still within the business. Um, so if you what I what I'd suggest you do is look at your people and rank them into that, those four categories. And you're going to have four groups of people. Then create a league table of results based on their role. Uh, often we can do this much easier with sort of service and sales people. Um, and then based on that, have a look at where they're at in terms of the league table and where they are. OK, now split that league table into four as well. So you've got your top 25 percent, your um, sort of 75 percent markers, you, you know, and, and work down from there. Look at where the average is in terms of performance and then have a look at what is the gap between the top 25 percent and the bottom 25 percent or those that are under the average performance in terms of revenue or, or whatever it is that you're asking them to achieve? What is the gap? So, you know, if you think about it, your Champions League are at the top. Um, you've then got kind of your Premier League that might be sort of 75% uh, of the way up the league table. And then maybe you've got your first division and second league team um, players at, at the bottom. Now, that could be it. What you could have when you look at it, and the reason why I'm asking you to look at the gap between the top and between the bottom, is that you could have 25% of people at the top that are your Champions League players and then every other put the other 75% that are in that league table could be on comparison with Division 2 for example. Now I'm using a sport analogy um, and a football analogy to kind of demonstrate what I mean by that. There are going to be teams of people that are much closer and they all appear to be Champions League players uh, there, there are still, there's always going to be people underneath the average, but the gap between the bottom and the top is much, much less. That's when you know you've got a high performing team. So the idea behind evaluating team performance is then to look at, well, why is this happening? How do we close this gap? What work have we got to do to move the underperforming players or the players that just aren't in the right skill set to get them higher in the league? What do we need to do to support them to get them further up the league table and to narrow that gap um, 
there were there've been studies and you can actually look this up about the bell curve of performance now the bell curve of performance looks very similar to the law of diffusion to me which i find very interesting um so you've got you know your your kind of top 20 to 25% you're kind of 35% of your people are kind of in the middle um you know you've got another 35% that might be under um the uh the, the sort of average and then about 60% that are really low performance that's that is kind of the bell curve of performance that um you you can see within a business the idea behind evaluating and aiming for a high performance team and aiming to close those performance gaps is that you want to flatten the bell curve. You want much more high performers. Um, and therefore, that's not saying that the, the lower performers won't get there. It's saying that the effort required to change the skill, to move them up to much more Champions League style players and to a higher skill level, there is going to be a lot of dedication effort and commitment that is involved there so yes that's what we're looking at so look at the behaviors look at the league table and then you're going to start to see the skills gaps what is it that the people at the top are doing um that what are those best practices what are they doing that the people at the bottom maybe don't know or haven't tried or haven't experienced how can we involve them and communicate that message how can we support them to be developed to, to move up so that's how to evaluate some of the team performance uh this is a big topic to cover it on one podcast uh, is is quite tricky and it will also depend on industry right it's going to depend slightly on industry um but it but it is possible to do but you've got to look at what are we doing what are we doing consistently start with the business data then start to move to team performance now the other thing that you can do is that you can work out how much that seat is worth um in terms of the salary in terms of the revenue it brings in what is it worth over a 12-month basis because it starts to show what the potential is the potential for if it's a salesperson the commission in that particular role that that person would potentially have if they were to improve their performance uh, but it also points out how valuable uh, those people are that are within that league table that you're actually looking at right um, so that is, is how we can evaluate, um, you know, team performance and start to look at it. If you are consistent with that, if you monitor and evaluate it, if you look at it and say, what am I going to do to change this? Just because I've looked at it and I've now evaluated it. Now, what do I need to do? What's broken? Um, is it the relationships that actually need a lot more support? Is it that they're not working together as a team? Is it that they don't believe in the leadership? Um, do they connect with me as a, as a leader? You might be doing it for your own team. Or if you've got your own leaders and managers in place, are they just not connecting there? So is it a relationship challenge that you have? Then think to yourself, what are they saying? What are they doing? What am I hearing? Is it a belief thing? Do they not know enough? Do they not have enough knowledge? Do they not have enough support? Uh, do they believe what we believe and that it is possible? Do the people at the bottom of the league believe what the people at the top of the league um, and the top of the, the, the analysis, do they believe that stuff? And then lastly, you can say, how are they delivering this message to our customers, to each other? How do they communicate internally and the way that they come across? Is this all building trust um, in the workplace so that and, and with the customers and the clients that we spend time with so that this can move forward? 
it's a big beast, <laughs> the data of the beast, as they say, rather than the nature of the beast. But you have to look at that first. Now, just to, to sort of finish off this, this episode, I do absolutely know that people make numbers. Numbers don't make people. We have to know where we're at. We cannot play golf blindfolded. We have to know where we're at. We have to know where we want to aim for to be able to have a shot to actual success and actually achieving uh, the business objectives that have been set out. All the best in evaluating your team performance. And of course, if you do need more support with this, you know where I am. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day. And ciao for now.